Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning, London time, on Friday the 21st of July. Japan's June consumer price inflation data was, to be honest, not terribly exciting. The headline rate rose because there was an increase in electricity fees, which helped to push the number up a whole tenth of a percentage point year on year. However, using the international definition of core inflation, excluding both food and energy, the measure slowed to 2.6% year over year, which is a pretty benign number. Japan has not had the same profit-led inflation story that Europe and the United States have experienced, not least because Japanese consumers are not very accepting of narratives around higher prices. UK June retail sales figures were better than expected, rising compared to May in real terms and falling less than feared compared to last year. The numbers are adjusted for inflation and the volume of sales rose for all categories except vehicle fuel. The flexibility of working from home and indeed the increased share of online retail sales reduces the need to keep driving everywhere. May was distorted by a plethora of public holidays, so that also flattered the monthly comparison. The supermarket's two-tier pricing structure means that consumer spending power has been a bit better than the headline consumer inflation rate suggests, because food prices paid in reality are not as high as those that are recorded in the consumer price process. While there are concerns about rising mortgage rates, Mortgages are owed by a minority of the population who are disproportionately higher income. Public sector borrowing was also less than expected on stronger tax revenues, and it was revised down notably for the previous month as well. This hints that there may be a little bit more economic activity than the economic data is actually capturing. The statisticians may not find you, but His Majesty's Revenue and Customs surely will. Politics is creeping into financial markets to some extent. The UK by-election results are not especially market-meaningful, as markets would not be especially concerned by a change of government next year. The governing Conservative Party lost two of the three by-elections. The third was held with a much-reduced majority after a campaign biased towards local rather than national issues. However, this weekend, Spain has its general election, with speculation about a possible change of government and speculation about a far-right party entering government for the first time since the end of the Franco dictatorship. The composition of the next Spanish government may take some time to determine, such is the nature of coalition politics, but it will have market-relevant policy implications. More generally, the Spanish election demonstrates the increasing difficulty investors are likely to have in interpreting politics for markets. The fourth industrial revolution is bringing about a political revolution, just as its three predecessors predecessors have done. This time, the increasing role of social media in society has led to a rise of single-issue politics. People mobilise around a single issue not around a political party. That means political party membership is in decline almost everywhere. People pursue the one thing that they are passionate about, not a manifesto of things they are generally indifferent about.
The exception to this is political parties that are effectively single-issue campaigns. All of this means the membership of political parties is likely to be quite different from the general voter, as only the most fanatical join political parties. It also means that election results are likely to swing between more polarised views, even when the electoral system is parliamentary and inclined to coalition government. That is particularly so as the Fourth Industrial Revolution encourages an increase in scapegoat economics and prejudice politics. This all presents a challenge to investors, first in trying to spot the single issue that's likely to dominate the policy discourse, and second in trying to ascribe appropriate risk to elections which produce more extreme, polarised outcomes. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.